From the chemo chair to the aisles of pharmacies nationwide, welcome to How Mom Made It. I'm Mary Goulet. And I'm Heather Ryder, and joining us today is the founder of a company called Took Take. Leanna Gant is the mom who made it. Leanna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so tell us, what is Took Take? Tic-tac is a really simple, it's basically it's a sticker with little perforated tabs on the sides and you can stick it on anything that you need to remember to use or take. And then when you take your dose, you just pull off the little perforated tabs so you know if you took it or still need to take it. So it's simple, but simply brilliant. <laughs> How did you come up Thanks. with the idea? Um, well, it was in treatment for breast cancer, I had like a dozen or more medicine, medicines and supplements and things to manage the side effects from chemo. And my husband and my daughter and I, we just couldn't keep track of them because they were all on different schedules. A lot of them weren't pills. So there wasn't like an existing way to like really keep track of them. Um, so I just started making labels out of sticky notes to help us. And just as the year went on that I was in treatment, we just kind of kept playing with it until I was done and we're like, hey, this is really handy. I bet we could help a lot of people. And I still use it till this day for the one thing I'm supposed to take every day because I can't remember that thing at all. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, so, but that's for a lot of people, correct? Yeah. Like most people have just one thing they need to take. And because you do it every day, it's really easy to just, you don't even, you take it so absentmindedly, you don't know that you just did it sometimes. So Tick Take gives you a really simple way to just reinforce that, like, yes, I did this. It's like a little checklist. Just you pull the tab off and you're like, I did that. Okay. And now I know I did that. <laughs> so how did you pitch this to the pharmacies? Because I have a little thing that says an S, an M, a T, a W, a T. A it's F. like a container. It's a container. And I only, yeah. I take my vitamins in the morning. So I just flip the tab. I take them. The next day I'm going oh, I forgot to take them yesterday, or I did take yesterday. So what was your pitch? Um, really to pharmacists or medical professionals, I don't have to pitch it really hard because even though there are existing systems, um, there's still, they say like 70% of people don't take their uh, medications as directed. And that's not even counting like over-the-counter stuff and supplements. So they know there's a problem, and while there are systems out there, they don't seem to work for everyone. And that's primarily because most of them are designed for the elderly, and most of the people who take medications are busy people doing other things. They're not elderly. So big things, things that you know require a lot of setup, don't really work for the average person. I'm going to tell you that is absolutely the truth, because I also, I'm not... Well, I, I'm middle-aged, I'm not necessarily elderly, but I have the vitamins that I take in those little containers too, but you have to take time to organize that. You know what I mean? Like it's not as simple as putting, yeah. so yours is a lot easier because you just put the label actually on the bottles, on the, on the bottles that you're using, correct? Exactly. You just stick it on whatever you're using and you just, like our daily labels are basic, would basically replace one of those days of the week pill boxes. And you just stick the label on and you pull the little tab off when you take it. So it's one step, but you keep everything in the bottle with all the directions and the expiration dates and any other information you may end yes. up needing. Yes. Um, so it also keeps them safe, especially prescriptions. It keeps them in the child safe containers and not in something that could be opened easily. So you found this to be a profitable venture for you when you're having everything 
done in Colorado and California. Yes. <clears throat> so I guess my point is, it's how do you sell them? Like you, how many um, to a package? There's four labels per package. They sell for four ninety nine a pack. Um, we're in um, a lot of independent pharmacies, and then also in CVS and Walmart, and on Amazon, right? and on Amazon, and on our own website at TikTake.com. So there's a lot of ways for people to get them. We're trying to be available wherever people seem to need us. People, you know, depending on the age group of the people buying them, like a lot of people just buy them online. A lot of people really like picking them up in the pharmacies when they're picking up their prescriptions or vitamins or whatever they're buying there. Um, so we try to be available as many places as we can wherever I said wherever people get their wellness products. We would like to take to be there to make it easy for them to get. Okay, and so on. How Mom Made It, we do a lot of um, inspiration for tips and stuff for other moms who have ideas. And when we're looking at stories that con- that we bring on the podcast, it's part of that is like how you started this business, how you took that idea, how you were obviously like going through chemotherapy, which is can be painful and you're not feeling well, but you took that painful situation and you've turned it into profit, which is amazing. And how, like the business process for you, how did you actually get started? I know this is like a family woman-owned business, but tell us about actually getting started yeah I mean I feel like I'm still getting started because there's just so much to learn that I didn't have a business background when we started Tick Take um but yeah first I had samples made which took a while to find a printer that could actually make them for us that turned out to be a lot harder than I thought I thought we'd just go to like a local printer and say hey can you make these um so first I was researching how to get samples made and then giving those samples out to friends um, who I knew had medications that they needed to take or um, vitamins, or people who I thought might use them and asking them, like, could you try this? Could you let me know if it helps you and what you think and how it works? And most of the people really liked it. They, they said, you know, they didn't think that they needed help. But now that they had it, they were like, oh, yeah, I realized how often I actually forgot to take my medicine mm-hmm. um, or how many times I almost took it twice, which for some people can be dangerous depending what they're taking. Yeah. So you have times so, on the labels. Days, pardon me? You have times like 7 yeah. a.m. Well, we have the daily labels are for things you take once or twice a day. So those have the days of the week. We also make an hourly label that's for anything you would need to take in hourly intervals, like a cold medicine that's every six hours or pain medicine that maybe every four hours. And that has the 24 hours of the day. Um, so you can track how often you need to take that. Um, we also make one that's uh, up to 10 days, which is just for things like an antibiotic that the doctor says, like, take this for 10 days, twice a day. And we have a monthly label that was actually requested by people who use them for their pets. Um, but there are some, some medicines for people that are also monthly. So that is kind of a growing area for us as well. Yeah, the pet industry as well. So we're going to get into that. And But going back to like this whole business process, you, were, you started giving out samples and you were getting yes. good feedback. And so what was the next step after that? The next step after that was really... Um, you know, a lot of just trial and error. I first started going to local pharmacies and trying to talk to the pharmacist. And 
I got a lot of no's and I, I didn't understand why. And then um, I finally talked to one pharmacist who, you know, said no. And I just said, hey, can you give me like two minutes and just explain to me why? I'm just trying to figure out like what the problem is here. Uh-huh. And he basically told me, it's like, you know what, it's pharmacists are usually the owners of the pharmacy it, if it's an independent pharmacy. And he said they don't have time to order each item in the store from a different place so they didn't want to just order from me they wanted me to work with the distributor because then they just basically you know go online and check off everything they want and it it comes to them so they don't have to have invoices and order forms and stuff for each individual product which I never knew or thought about so then I changed my approach and started trying to find a distributor to work with to help me um, get in front of all these independent pharmacies which, okay, so just that point right there, you went into this business and then you're not, you're not getting the results that you wanted or you're getting feedback, but until you asked why, you're maybe taking it personally or it's like something about the product when really it has nothing to do with that at all. Correct. It, it was, you know, it starts to get discouraging and I've learned to, you know, bounce back from it because I still get a lot of no's for various things. Um, but yeah, I think it was a that was one of the best things I learned was just to ask. And a lot of people will say, you know, I don't have time to go over this with you. Just, you know, no, or they won't even respond to an email or a phone call. But um, eventually, if you keep asking, there are a lot of really nice people who will take the time. And then it's like, oh, well, I, I can fix that. And especially if they said, I really like your product a lot. I just, we can't order this way. Um, that really helped our business a lot to know it's, they liked the product. They wanted the product. They just weren't going to order it from me. So this is yeah. similar. I There's a boutique uh, bookstore, Soulscape. Uh-huh. And I had my book, and I went in, and she consigned it for me. So I gave her 10 copies. Mm-hmm. And then I said, and she goes, okay, they're all sold. And I said, okay, can I bring you more? She goes, no, you have to go <laughs> to my distributor. Yeah. Because then when they're sold... I'm alerted through the computer and they'll automatically reorder. Which makes right. which so is it makes so, sense. So yeah, but and like Leanna too, you didn't know. I mean, you don't know yeah. what you don't know. You know, you don't know exactly. other people's business or their business processes. You know what I mean? But then how did you get to the behemoth of Walmart? Yeah. Because that that's like knocking on a door and they're like sending it up the ladder to the people who will decide if they'll take your product or not. How did you do that one? Yeah, I, Walmart was um, a different process. They have a thing every year. I think it's actually going on right now um, called Open Call. And they look for U.S. made and manufactured products from small businesses. So you apply online and they ask for all of your information and, you know, tell them about their business. And if they move you forward in that process, they pair you up with the merchant that you would work with in Walmart which is huge because I had been writing through like LinkedIn and looking up every person who was a buyer for Walmart. And there's, there's thousands of them. It seems like, (laughs) and I frequently got a thing saying I'm not the right person or people just wouldn't reply. And I was again, getting really discouraged, but then um, I applied for open call and I got accepted into that. And then once you're accepted, you go through some, they have some sort of like training, days before you pitch to the person that they pair you up with. And I, I did all of those and learned a lot from those, those sessions. And then we had our meeting and you get, I think it's 
I feel like it was less than 10 minutes. And that's for questions, like for your presentation and questions. It's kind of like Shark Tank. Was that what it is? Kind of like that. (laughs) Kind of. But you you better have your elevator pitch down, right? Yeah, like you have to have your pitch down. If you have slides or anything, you have to know how they work over. Like mine was not over Zoom because it was during the pandemic. Um, but like you had to like make sure everything worked right because if it didn't, you didn't get a second chance. Like that was it. So wow. um, I did the pitch and they asked some questions and she said, you know, I love it. But um, we just finished planning this section. So it'll be a year from now. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, that's not too bad because I didn't really know how everything worked, like shipping to Walmart and all of that. So I was like, okay, well, that gives me a year to like figure it out and, you know, work with people and get some questions answered. And then um, we got off the call and like 10 minutes later, the phone rang and she's like, I just showed it to my boss. We actually want to put it in for this year, but that means you're behind everybody else. So like you have like two months to, to get it done. Can you get it done? And like, I just said, yes. Cause I'm like, I don't know what that even means. I don't know what getting it done involves, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Yes. I'm yeah. You figure it out. Right. That's what us moms yeah. do. Well, they must like, have well, helped you. What, what can it be? You know, like what, <laughs> what can they possibly need me to do? So, um, it turns out it's a lot, a lot of paperwork, <laughs> turns a out lot it's a lot. Of but I got help. Um, I had a broker who, um, was super helpful she'd been through the process before so she helped with the paperwork and translating because it's a whole nother language that they speak it's all these acronyms for different systems and um so she taught me all that and we figured it out and we made the deadline and we got into walmart (laughs) wow and so then after you get into walmart did cvs and the other pharmacies come after that um cvs was actually they called me before the Walmart pitch, but they also had just closed the section. So we ha- we did have to wait a year for CVS. Okay. Um, CVS, uh, opportunity to pitch during COVID. So it was online for a beauty and wellness fair. And you could apply to be one of the people who talked about your product. And it happened to be watched by someone from CVS who just happened to have a problem with her daughter's antibiotics that morning like that she was you know going back and forth with her husband they didn't know the other one gave it to the daughter and um so she just happened to see it and be like I need that I I need that so she she messaged me and said can you send me some of these I need them I'm the buyer for CVS I'd love to talk to you and she she's been amazing she's been just hugely helpful to me as I grow ever since what about Costco? Um, we haven't talked to Costco yet. Um, some of the, the requirements of, I'm learning this still because I'm still pretty new at this. Every big retailer has their own requirements about like how much they want to make and how big your packs have to be and how they have to be sent. And Costco is like a big one because they require you to send by the pallet. Oh my and, gosh, yeah. that's a lot of stickers. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. And our product is really small, uh-huh. so it becomes like a, it's a big thing for us to even try to wrap our heads around. Like, I've been trying to figure out, like, 
how do we how do we make this into a palette that's not ridiculous? Just make, just make a smaller palette. <laughs> a small palette. <laughs> but what's so, so interesting is like at every turn, like it you're figuring it out and it's almost kind of like a blessing that you don't know how much is involved because you just go into it with not I'm not gonna say like a naivete, but like but not knowing kind of gives you an upper hand sometimes because you're doing it bite by bite. Yes, it's Instead so beautiful. Instead of staring down the elephant, you're just like and not getting intimidated. Yeah, it's actually you could do like a course on <laughs> something like this because it's fascinating. As Heather was saying, I mean the steps that you had to take, and you're kind of like Mr. Magoo walking <laughs> down the street, blind to what's around the corner. <laughs> but I, you're, that's how- you know? I feel when I get on some of these calls, sometimes I'm like, they'll start saying things and I'm just like, sure, yeah. And I'm take, frantically taking notes like could Google later, like, what did I, what, what did they need from me? <laughs> wow. It's, this is definitely, the cart is way before the horse. I mean, and, and then also, do you ever I, take time? Because I know you're in it right now. And like you said, you're still learning so much every day and Every opportunity presents new challenges and all that. But do you ever stop just to, at during the day and say, remember the day when I had sticky notes on my bottles? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so not to get into the numbers, but let's get a little bit into the numbers. Where is it, what was the tipping point that you looked at your husband and said, okay, we closed this account, now we're in the black moving forward um was it walmart was it cbs no, i mean i don't know i think it it goes back and forth because every time we start working with a new vendor or introduce a new product it requires a huge investment yes up, oh. up front so it tends to be more of a wavy line than a just like a straight up like mountain so you're reinvesting in your business yeah i think that's like most businesses right it's just kind of this just a little bit of a roller coaster ride exactly two steps forward one back (laughs) three forward two back yeah so it's not as as clearly defined as like you know this this was perfect because then there's a lot of details that like we're not supposed to talk about with contracts but just the way that you sort of onboard or start in these different retailers, they actually require a big investment from from us or from you know any product going in. A lot of them require you to spend a certain amount on marketing or to be able to participate in things. It's thousands of dollars. Some of them charge to get your data to know, be able to know like if what you're doing is working or how much you're selling. A lot of them don't just give that information to you. You have to buy it from them. Huh. So just getting into a Walmart or a CVS or any any store really, any even the smallest of stores, doesn't guarantee that you'll make any money off of that. Um, I mean, you should eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially for a new product like Tick Take, where not only is it new, just a new product in general, we're also very different for the category. So we have to educate people on what we are and where to find us and hope that they'll go look for us in these big stores. So um, that requires a lot of marketing and a lot of educating of people and trying to find the best way to get that out to a lot of people is really hard and really expensive. 
Well, that's why we're here today telling moms, because guess what moms do? They buy products and then they refer yeah. and they tell people they and tell share experiences. Yep. yep. And to your contract, and they, they probably put very strict things in it. Like you were saying, you can't divulge certain details about your contract, but we won't tell anyone if you want to divulge <laughs> anything to us. And then another question, we hear this from a lot of moms because when moms have children, all of a sudden they are, uh, waves of creativity overcome them and ideas mm -hmm. for products and services. And so they come up with a great product, but then they're, they don't want to tell anyone because they're always afraid, not all, I'm not going to say always, oftentimes people are afraid that someone's going to steal their idea. Were you ever thinking when you were pitching this out to people, were you ever thinking that someone's going to steal the idea or did you get an attorney early on to help protect your idea? Just curious about that. Uh, we did get a patent attorney, but not so much because I thought like somebody was going to see it and immediately take it. It was more at the advice of a friend who I showed it to who just said like, if it does take off and go really big, you want to be protected for the future mm -hmm. um, because there wasn't anything like it. So we did get a patent. But I mean, one thing I've learned, and I tell like everyone I meet who, because I get like a lot of people messaging me or writing to me asking if I can give them business advice or tell them how to get into retail. And one thing I say is like, join all these entrepreneur groups. There's a lot for mom inventors or female founders and what I've got, I learned so much from other women and they want to help people. They don't want to steal from them. And I mean, any mom knows like you're too busy barely to do your own thing. You're not going to yeah. have the time to go take someone else's thing. Like who has the energy, right? <laughs> yeah. Like moms just don't really have time for that. Um, but really, I think I, I don't know anybody who, whether they had a patent or a trademark or anything or not has had a problem with someone like who they just showed their product to stealing it. It's way later when it's out in the world that stuff like that happens. Yes. Um, yes. So that's very specific to whatever your, your product is. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of talking to as many people as you possibly can. I, I, I write to people all the time, especially on LinkedIn. I'm like, I saw this post and I had a question, like, how did you do that? What did you like, you know, was it expensive? Can you, can you talk to me? <laughs> and most people will, will respond and they'll have a call with me and they've been super helpful. And I try and do the same for anyone who reaches out to me. On that note, what other advice do you have for moms who, for the listener, the mom who's listening, she has an idea for a product or a service. What, what other tips or advice of inspiration do you have for her? Uh, I think go for it. It's like I think creating something or starting your own business, especially being a mom, it's something that I don't. I think it's very rewarding to start your own thing. But I think don't give yourself a time limit, like in your means. That don't, you know. I I would say, you know, unless you're, you know, just really don't mind risk. Like don't mortgage your house to do it. Like just right out the gate. <laughs> but take steps as you could do it. Don't try and hurry it. I think there's this myth because of things like Shark Tank that 
um, which I love, by the way, but like that everything's an overnight success. You're going to like do one video on social media and your product's going to blow up. But that's really rare. A lot of people I know who that has happened to, they've been selling for six, seven, eight, nine years before that happened. It really is an overnight success, really an overnight success when you talk to the founder. Like they started a long time ago just at a farmer's market or just selling to friends or just on Facebook or Etsy. Um, so I think like just start wherever you can start and see where it goes, but it's really a, a rewarding journey. Yeah, and going back to the point of somebody possibly stealing your concept or your idea is so rare because you got this inspiration through a personal experience, and that is what sustains you through the nose. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And somebody could yeah. say, oh, I like that idea, but there's no meat to it for that person, but there is for you because you... you lived it yeah you lived it yeah definitely and I think that's the other part is you know it's like mine came from a personal need but I mean even people who I know someone who makes these amazing greeting cards but the tone and the look of them and everything it comes from her so someone could try to copy them but they're not going to be the same because they come from her and there's, I think there's room in the world for more than one version of things. There's, you know, there's millions of t-shirts out there. There's millions of different kinds of water bottles. There's, there's lots of different kinds of ways to keep track of your medications. Um, we'd like to be one of them and we're, we're a different option. So I think, yeah, there's room for everything and tell your story of how you came up with it. And that helps you own your market because people want to support people. I found who they can feel something for. They know something about. They don't, like for me, they don't have to have had cancer or even known someone who did to just appreciate my story and how I came up with it and want to kind of be inspired by it. I love it. Liana, thank you so much for being with us today. And we're going to send all moms to tooktake.com and also tooktakepets.com to find your product and... Um, Thank you so much for being with us. This is How Mom Made It. Look forward to sharing your story and other stories of How Mom Made It. Hi there, it's us, Mary and Heather. The lawyers want you to know a few things about this podcast. First, it's for entertainment and education purposes only. And a few things about us. We're not doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, counselors, financial advisors, or professional coaches. As Mary likes to say, we're just talkers. Always seek the advice of professionals. That's it. Thanks for listening.